again, it's Corey. Today's topic is going to be about the path to happiness, part four, plant love. That's a great topic for today because it is windy, blustery, wintry, and all the plants outside have gone away. They've gone deep into the earth to hide and rest and rejuvenate. So it's good to be reminded that spring will come. And in this time, I've spent reconnecting and reclaiming the gifts of my lineages in this process. I've been reintroduced to plants, all kinds of plants, garden plants, wild plants, wild natives, and medicinal plants. And it's also been a really big part of my physical recovery. Plants have been really integral to my brain and nervous system health, all parts of my physical self, as well as my mental and emotional stability, resiliency, flexibility, hormones, everything. Plants have proven to me through my experience to be truly holistic healers in my direct experience outside of any marketplace, any industry, any sales in my direct experimentation. But I know that holism and holistic health has been described more recently in more recent years as an individual's mental, emotional, physical, and spiritual health. So, so realizing that human beings aren't separated from other parts within them, which tends to be the Western medical model, which has had a lot of criticism from people who are seeking alternative health. And that's cool, that's true, that's valid. But it actually can sort of fall back into using the same thinking to solve the problem that was used to get the problem. And in this case, if we're critical of the Western medical model as not being truly holistic, um, but then we go into plants and plant medicine and everything, we can often start to treat the plants the same way that the allopathic industry does, which is take this pill for this symptom. We'll sort of fall into like, I'll take lemon balm for this symptom. I'll burn sage to clear my space. And that's really the same paradigm and it's really limited. Holistic health, holistic well-being, does not start and stop with my holistic health. It's a part of it, my mental, emotional, spiritual well-being, but it doesn't stop there. If we're really talking about holism and holistic health, that's all of life and that's all of the communities of life and that's our interrelationship with all of life. So for, for something to be truly holistic, as far as promoting and supporting and nurturing and bringing about well-being, it involves everything in life, in nature. And from that broader, deeper, wider inner perspective, I have experienced plants as so much more than what they can do for my own individual health. And there's so, there's so little that I've experienced that does that, that does that naturally and inherently. Plants do it. So basically they're super powered. They're super powered because they can create the kind of true holism that most of the time I know I was out there in the world talking about, but not really walking my talk. And so plants for me, in this reclamation process have been one of the least complicated, pure, clear, straightforward sources of healing and just joy 
and just um, peace and groundedness. And in that groundedness, exploring elevation and transcendence and all of that stuff. They just, the, the, the relationship that I've been building with them, they do that. And they're a clear example in my experience, reconnecting with and returning to plants as a gift of my individual lineages. And I think probably could say as a gift in a lot of people's lineages. It's a clear example of this reclamation of ancestral gifts. So in returning to plants and working with them and building relationships with them, I have come to realize that ancestral gifts are often the things that we discard, we devalue, we ignore, we otherwise don't care about, we don't think is important, we don't think is special. We tend to focus on ancestral gifts as being the super cool, magical, powerful things that are really obvious, and that is not just the only case. In my lineages, my mom, her parents, my grandparents, great-great-grandparents, there's a long line of farmers and gardeners and growers. So as a little kid, I grew up around all that stuff, and it didn't really register because it was such a natural part of my life and my upbringing. I didn't, I really wasn't aware that life could be any different than I'm surrounded by plants. I'm surrounded by growing green things. And my mother was just obsessed and later did some training in master gardener programs and certification. So she's got significant skills and gifts with growing and tending to and landscaping and all of it. But even while I was surrounded with all these glorious gardens, other family members, farms, it, it just wasn't important to me. I didn't feel the connection. I did as a little kid, I, but it, I wouldn't, it wasn't an intentional thing. It was just a natural, it was like breathing. I just did it. I had this connection to plants, but it got lost, like a lot of gifts that we all carry. It was just on the periphery, and it was nice, but I felt like plants were my mom's thing, they were my other family member's thing, it wasn't my thing. I had this story about that. So fast forward to the last several years or so of this unfolding journey into my calling, into my recovery, into healing and just becoming an adult, a functioning adult. But pretty early on in that, there was a real spark within me of curiosity to go back to plants, to go back to learning about wild natives. So not just the more exotic and ornamental stuff that my mom was growing in the gardens. I had a real urge to learn about foraging, to learn about medicine making, and it really quickly grew into a flame of passion for this stuff. And I never would have otherwise expected that in my life. It wasn't on my radar. I had no clue that I carried this gifting for loving and connecting with plants 
And I never expected to become passionate about plants as a key, as key foundational to my own inner state of peace and fulfillment. I never would have expected that. So I went back to childhood roots yet again. This is another example of how cultivating an inner state of being of peacefulness and fulfillment, AKA happiness, really has hinged on my going back to childhood roots. All the things that were ignored, devalued, discarded, didn't seem important, didn't seem special. And these lost gifts have come back to life within me. What's been fascinating to experience is how interconnected my relationship is with my elevated ancestors who guide me in all these different ways throughout my life and medicinal plants. They're just a big part of the guidance I follow in healing my own stuff. Part of that is because in traditional healing wisdom and practice, plants don't just address physical health issues. Like I said, they're holistic healers of body, mind, and spirit. But they're like ambassadors. They're ambassadors for repairing and mending all relationships. So unlike the usual approach, my puppy's here. She had to come down and see what we're doing. But I'm talking about she loves plants. Gracie has a story to tell about plants, actually, because my puppy Gracie, every time I take her outside for a walk, she likes to zone in on certain plants and leaves, and she likes to nibble on them. Gracie eats so many plants. I have never seen a dog eat so many plants before in my life. She's a wannabe vegetarian. She's not at all, and she doesn't have a vegetarian diet, <laughs> but this dog would eat every plant on the planet if she could. It's just really funny. Anyway, bye Gracie. What was I saying? Yeah, so this usual approach that we tend to have of try this herb for that problem, take this plant for insomnia, take this plant for depression and anxiety. That's true, it can work that way. But in traditional healing, um, the guidance from spirit is really specific for the individual, for the individual's family context, for the individual's community context, their cultural context. Um, it gets really specific and individual so that in this process, I'm not just picking and choosing plants that seem interesting or have really good marketing or were sold to me really well. It becomes reliant, um, collaborative, not, not, not reliant, collaborative with my elevated ancestors and spirits who show me clearly and directly through dreams and other experiences, what plants are actually going to repair my relationships with myself and also with all of life. So in finding the plants that are actually right for me, I can experience a deep healing that nothing else could generate within me and also within my life within my relationships. 
It's an endless give and receive relationships with plants as living spirit, but it's also practical health support. Like it's not either or, it's truly integrated. And it's really grown within me a sense of belonging above anything else, above dealing with any physical symptoms or emotional symptoms, whatever. It has grown within me a sense of belonging to the land, a sense of belonging to life, a sense of just belonging that I could never have imagined for myself in all of my years of struggling and surviving and disconnection and escapism. Plants have helped in a way that I could never fully convey just with words. So in my reclaiming of this ancestral gift, skill, ability, whatever you want to call it, and connection with plants that was with me at birth and in childhood, but was lost to the years, was lost to traumas and conditioning and whatever, it's been a foundational part of my becoming well within myself, which is a sense of peace and fulfillment that some people might call happiness. Our bodies, my body, I don't want to talk for anyone else, just for myself right here, are the product of life on earth. Everything we consume, everything we breathe, everything we drink on this earth is earthly. And our bodies are the result of that. They just are. This isn't uh, any kind of, I know it's it's been an issue for legitimate cri criticism, focusing on this purity, this um, hypervigilant, orthorexic, this is good, that's bad, take this, don't take that, eugenics-y kind of like, it, it, it's it gotten to be a bit of a slippery slope. I don't fully know how to navigate that in a way that's authentic to my calling and also aware of imbalances that can happen. That's also another topic I want to explore soon. I won't get into that now. But anyway, my body is a product of this, of this earth. That's just straight facts. That's not a religious or spiritual belief. That's not anything woo. Nothing but true. That's just true. So, I came to understand that taking in these plants that I have been guided to work with and ingest and work and like I cleanse with them, I breathe them, I drink them. It's a myriad of ways each and every single day that I am connecting with, working with, and ingesting plants. There's been this rebuilding. So I have this body that's a product of my life and my time on earth. Really intentionally working with plants has rebuilt at my roots, those wounded, wounded parts, sick parts. And it's really when I have a personal relationship with the plants because they're actually right for me and I'm guided to them rather than shopping for them, picking and choosing what seems sexy or interesting or might make me look good or feel good. 
there can actually be something there though when people are scrolling through social media or out and about shopping consuming whatever it's a really big part of our life and it actually doesn't help to disparage it or label it as bad and one lifestyle is good that isn't helpful for people so if you are out there consuming and you see a product that has certain plants as part of its ingredients or a certain tea or a certain skin cream or whatever and there was something about that product that struck you in some way I'm gonna go ahead and say explore that deeply go deeper like go follow that thread follow that thread let's say for example you saw a product that had one of my favorite medicines that has been like game-changing in my own process lotus or water lily they're two separate species but you can kind of like sort of put them under same-ish umbrella and you see that and, and something in you feels like it's familiar or it's appealing in some way rather than just buying the thing and ending it there get curious that's I guess my advice totally unsolicited get curious about what learn more about that plant to the extent that you're able to there's some information on, on like search engines like Google that I don't know it's pretty limited but there's still some good stuff you can still you can still sort of start exploring more about a plant where it's from what its history is what has the culture been around it what have the people been like who were the first or among the first stewards of that plant what sort of physical uses what sort of emotional uses what sort of spiritual uses like go deeper explore it it might sound like an annoying waste of time when all you really want is to deal with your symptoms and feel better but I completely and totally promise and guarantee you anyone listening to this if you truly go deeper and deeper and deeper and deeper and deeper and like expand out from that and really be open to that really be open to experiencing that it can lead to some really cool stuff I could talk about plants for hours I'm gonna end it here Gracie's here again to say yep I eat all the plants I eat grass and clovers and leaves and tree barks and branches and I also like to eat mushrooms and I like to eat um, flower petals <laughs> so yeah I hope this inspires something in someone thanks again for listening and yeah